Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Off Grid Pros. How's everybody doing today? Excellent. That was too loud. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't really want to know how you were doing. (laughs) All I care about is how Ryan feels today, Kaylee. Just mute yourself. And I'm I'm doing good. I think when I first started talking to Ryan today, I said, how are you feeling? He said, fine. I said, that's the goal. That's what we're going for. <laughs> fine. Mediocre. Yes. <laughs> that's the life of solar. You know, just up. it has its ups and downs. That's mostly um, down for Ryan. Wow. Just, is, beat, just beaten down by work just, and questions all day long. Yeah. I think it's mostly the questions or like, I did this myself. Please fix it. (laughs) (laughs) That's like figuring out a new puzzle every single day. It's like, why did you do that? Just let us do it. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, It's very informative, obviously. Uh, This is episode seven already. So it's, it's, it's really getting up there. I know Ryan's a little surprised. I think he said our cutoff would be 10 episodes. So we've still got three before we call it quits, I guess. Um, (laughs) But I'm going for 12. Anyways, before we actually jump into anything at all, if you are listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and rate us five stars. Here's the thing. Before the episode started, Keneally told me that he would give $20 to every single person that rated us five stars on Apple Podcasts. So, like, if you just go and make 10 new emails and rate us five stars with each one, that's a quick way to make 200 bucks. I agree. So like, I totally agree, especially since I only or primarily spend Ryan's money these days. So, yeah. <laughs> make it 50. I don't care. <laughs> Is that cool, Ryan? Mm, no. No. Wow. It's too late. He doesn't have a choice. I already have all of the access to the money. (laughs) I do do need to go cancel some credit cards, it looks like. All right. This is, we're done with with this, right? I can. Okay. It's already been posted. This is the whole episode. (laughs) So, yeah, do that. Do five, five stars. Don't, don't, don't come at us with the four star stuff. You know, just. If you don't like it, just do five stars anyway. It, how, how's it going to change your life? Or so, figure out what's wrong with you. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> if you don't like it, then just still do five stars and tell us why you love it. All right. So that's only, I think it's pretty much on, only on Apple Podcasts. That's the only one I really know about. But I mean, if you figure out how to do it on Spotify, that's cool too. Anyways, let's talk about what we're talking about today. Today, as you could tell by the title is all about tesla stuff um because that's a big name and it would draw a crowd so we're going to talk about tesla specifically how tesla works um in terms of off-grid stuff if you didn't catch our episode last week we talked about how off-grid isn't just for preppers which i think is a is a really good topic because of the fact that people kind of have the mindset that anybody that goes and lives off-grid is automatically a prepper, which obviously we 
debunked that myth last week. So you can be somebody that lives temporarily off grid, just go off grid for six months out of the year, all that kind of stuff, whatever you're into. So do you and have fun with it. So be sure to listen to us every week. We come out with new episodes. Again, today is all about Tesla. So what's our fun fact? Kennelly, do you want to read it or you want me to read it? I do it? want to read it. I do want to well, read it too bad. because I haven't, I haven't read it before. So it's going to be like new information. We're going to test Kennelly's reading skills oh, here live. <laughs> live. I'll read your fun fact. I can't guarantee it's going to be fun because you wrote it, but I will read it. Uh, no, I didn't. I copied and pasted it. <laughs> I know, Jonathan. I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt here. <laughs> Uh, okay, with the bulk of its uh, stopping done via regenerative, regenerative braking, turning the electric motor into a generator to tr- recharge the battery pack, the brake pads on a Tesla last a ridiculously long time. Standard brakes last about 50,000 miles. So what is ridiculously long like compared to 50,000 miles? Do we know that answer? F- 51,000 miles. I mean, I, I don't, let's see, I can tell you, I can tell you one thing. I have, I, my car just passed 63,000 miles and I've had the brake pads changed once. Hmm. That's probably because they don't work. I mean, or it's a Kia, doing so wrong. it's, oh. I'm, I'm up there. Oh, is that that Kia Optima you just bought? Yeah. Not too long ago? Well, we bought five, five years ago, but yeah. Wait, Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, about wow. that. Yeah, five years ago, it's almost paid off. Oh, can't believe mm-hmm. we've known each other for five years. We haven't. I've known Ryan for five years. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I'm so sorry, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he thought he got rid of me when I quit my last job, and then I showed up and was like, "Can I work for you now?" <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Well, I can't find anybody better." So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're hired. <laughs> And then he put he put me in an office and put me in the corner, facing the corner. Yeah, <laughs> which is where you belong. Yeah, I, you got it took the me desk. Like, it took me like Kelly six months want. to turn that desk around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she said, "I don't want this anymore. It's right next to the window. It's hot, but then the air conditioning's right on me, so then it's also too cold. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give this to the whoever the new person is. That's my favorite part about that desk. Yeah, that's my favorite yeah. part. As I sit right next to the air conditioner. I just felt kind of silly for like months on end. Every time they would say something, I'd have to spin around and be like, let's continue the conversation. I feel like I spent a lot of my day spinning around. Just like this conversation is going in circles. Um, <clears throat> back to breaks. I have, a, I have a great idea. How about I Google? What's the average brake pad? How long do they last? I bet there's a mechanic out there like just – Trying to turn his phone off as quickly as he possibly can. Stop <laughs> listening to this. Okay, I found something that said 130,000 miles. I don't know if that's true or not, but to me, that sounds like what you would say is a ridiculously long time. Here's a here's a fun so, fact. If you Google how long do brake pads last, about 50,000 miles. But now, yeah, wherever yeah. you wherever you copied and pasted this from, it doesn't say brake pads like what is it the no it does say brake pads yeah so so basically tesla is exactly average so it's ridiculously mediocre 
No, this one said over 50,000. This other one I read. So is it 100? 60,000. And then part of of this article said 130,000. And I was like, that seems maybe like full breaks that they changed. Uh, But who knows in this crazy world? Am I right? I'm I'm very confused as as to what you guys are even talking about. Well, so. I, I think we, one thing we've discovered is we need to do a little bit more prep prior to talking about stuff. I think that it's not a good idea that I read the fun fact for the first time <laughs> while we record. <laughs> Maybe that's not the best. <laughs> that's not the best way to go about. All right, we'll just never have you speak again. How about that? I'm okay with that. Cool. Next point. Tesla uses lithium batteries to power their cars. Did you know about that? We, we did. did. It's been mentioned. That's right. Mm-hmm. We talked about that already. Yep. What's interesting is that like we've talked about obviously batteries like in our, in our first episode, the most listened to episode um, all about batteries. And so it's it, we talked about like developing technologies. So that, um, I know somebody that is actually looking at buying a Tesla soon. You have rich friends? Oh, yeah. That's the only people I hang out with. And yeah, (laughs) just kidding. Everybody's poor. Um, So somebody's looking at buying a Tesla. And one of the things I brought up, I was like, I wonder what Tesla's going to do. Since like lithium is a finite product or finite resource, like in the future, what's the plan for, for batteries in these cars? of either replacing the batteries in the existing vehicles or just future vehicles. So, I mean, they're replacing it with a new battery. I just looked it up right now. I know they're, they're going a different route cause they're going to produce them in house in order to, uh, to bring down costs. But I, I don't know if they're moving away from lithium just yet. I've said in the past that they, it makes sense to me that some of these companies would be exploring the saltwater battery technology yeah. more yeah. salt water is not it's not energy dense enough like it takes up a ton of space it's it's never going to work in a car okay it's it's salt waters only for stationary 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 mm-hmm. systems where you've got a lot of space um i, I guess i shouldn't say never but like it, it's just not there I, like I, I just can't ever see that happening but um you need something that's that's and more heavy. dense and lightweight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, what would Tesla do when lithium is no longer a readily available resource? I I just think there's lots of new technologies being developed every day. Um, there's ways to recycle all this stuff. Like I mm-hmm. I just don't see that being an issue. We have to be immediately concerned with you know mm-hmm. so well that's good because we use test we use lithium for tons of stuff so mm-hmm. like all of our different solar generators that we offer on our website all have lithium in them the only solar generator that i know that doesn't have lithium i'm sure there's some but uh, the only brand that i know is goal zero that they they do offer an agm version they do lithium as well, obviously, but they do offer an AGM version of their solar generators. So that's the only company that I, I know of right now that's doing that. Um, but yeah, we use lithium and all of our stuff. 
Yeah, I don't know what they would use. Like AGM, yeah, they're obviously not going to be able to use that technology. Too yeah. heavy, way too heavy. I'm trying to they, – they just announced today, Tesla just announced that they're going to have a battery day here pretty soon uh, to talk about this. So we may have to revisit yeah. the uh, the Tesla battery subject. I know, I know for our own business uh, – we we can't we can't even install the power wall or i don't think they like the they just want power wall we can't mm-hmm. install power wall until like january at the earliest yeah speaking of revisiting topics since we recorded our episode on the on the stock market tesla did a stock split yeah i was going to bring that up in in this too yeah 5 to 1 5 to 1 split they're uh as of today they're sitting around 4 440 a share so that means it would be like i don't know math 440 times five it would be over 2000 if they hadn't done that yep why 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 do companies do stock splits do you know yeah they they do stock splits so they can raise more cash really is one reason just just so more people are buying in yeah and people are going to look at a most people would look at a two thousand dollar stock and say oh well I can't afford that, or I don't want to buy a quarter of it, or they do feel comfortable buying, a, you know, a fifth of it. Whereas if it's a, you do a five to one split, all of a sudden it's it's that still that same two thousand dollar stock, still the same market cap. They didn't change in value. It's just there's more shares to buy now. I went in and bought like you know point one. So <laughs> I've been jumping. I've been jumping in and out of Tesla. At, the, at this point, I, I still have. Uh, I have a few at this point. But you have a few, a few shares. Yeah. If you want to donate any, <laughs> I'm. I'm over. I'm just over here. I don't. I've got some. I've got some. Am- I don't want to brag, but like, <laughs> I've made probably fifty dollars off of Tesla. So <laughs> it's kind of incredible. My investing abilities. Uh, I would gladly, I will gladly give you five thousand Dogecoin if you're in crypto. I, hold on a second. I actually have made seventy dollars. I lied. <laughs> Even more impressive. So, Excellent. I actually own some Dogecoin. <laughs> I think I've, I've got like forty thousand of them. <laughs> yeah, me too. And whatever, whatever, ten bucks is worth ninety thousand yep. of them or something. Yeah. <laughs> It was like point zero 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 one yep. cents to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Oh. Yeah. So Tesla. Uh, anyway, yeah. So we're gonna a little bit about the vehicles they've got uh, in terms of like lithium batteries and all kind of stuff. The Tesla Model Three, which I guess is like you know the base model, you would say it's the cheapest one I think that they've got. What I see on MSRP is that uh, thirty-seven nine nine, so thirty-seven thousand nine hundred ninety dollars base fee MSRP um, with a range of two hundred and fifty to three hundred and twenty-two miles. So that's it's uh, it all just depends on what you get. So I mean that in terms of battery capacity, what I found was that the long-range one was seventy-five kilowatt hours. Uh, a battery in there and then the standard was the was 54 kilowatts so that's in terms of like 
comparison to what you need. So like Ryan, can you give us an example of like a recent install that, that Prometheus has done for a home in terms of size of it, of like an off grid home? Yeah. I mean, an average off grid home will have about 20 kilowatt hours of usable storage. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, just for like, most of our off-grid homes that we are doing is for like two people retired living off-grid, you know, fairly, fairly simple, you know, so it's basic stuff, all propane appliances, that kind of thing. So 20, 20 kilowatt hours is what the average is, I'd say, for most people. What do you think is the biggest one we've done? Uh, we have some that have close to 200 kilowatt hours of usable storage i'd say in that range My maybe God. more maybe a little bit more so heck yeah yeah what 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 battery chemistry were they, were they using for that do you remember um both of the large ones that i'm can that i'm immediately thinking of are agm batteries um like mm-hmm. an advanced an advanced uh agm uh cool generally like lithium right now is kind of has been priced out with these larger installations but um uh i think we're gonna have one coming up where we're gonna have probably 150 kilowatt hours plus of lithium storage um i'd say in the next couple of months there's a one of those banks is going to need to be replaced and, and the person buying the house, I think, wants to go lithium. So, yeah. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. I saw that uh, Mike had a sale of a, of a power wall. So I was like, nice. Oh, he did? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's working yeah. on number two, actually. Yeah, on the second one. That, that's, where I, that's where I pulled that January time frame out because I, I went to – procure said power wall and that's the date range i got at the best case scenario so you know they said january so they'll it'll probably get installed somewhere around june or july (laughs) oh yeah yeah (laughs) nice when when it's actually available that is that's been my experience in the uh solar industry so far yeah the the amount of times that I've like working with a manufacturer and they're like, this is going to be available in June. And then it doesn't show up until December. And I was like, can we just, you know, can you please just do it? Please just, just give me what I need. (laughs) I'm tired of the angry emails. (laughs) Good times. We love it. That's why we started another one, started another company doing it. (laughs) So with that, we're going to jump into a little break and we'll be right back. and welcome back i hope that you loved our little ad there soon we'll get a new one and it'll be ryan talking you looking forward to that ryan no <laughs> Here's the thing with other podcasts, they mix it up, you know, an equal equal share of who introduces, 
who does the ads. I've been getting a lot of good feedback about the goat yoga we were talking about in the previous <laughs> episodes. So I, I've been thinking about finding one of those goat yoga companies and just advertising for them for free. <laughs> They're going to be like, please stop. <laughs> please stop. <laughs> we heard what you said you would do with goat. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm excited. I'm excited to do an ad. I'll do any, I'll do a lot of things with ads. I don't care. No, 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 no. We're going to move on quickly. The next topic is the Tesla semi truck. So I I saw these a little while back. They look pretty cool. They look super futuristic. Um, what the specs I have found are 300 to 500 mile range. I don't know what the average is, but that seems like a pretty good range for a, for a semi truck. And then it said $200,000 in fuel savings. I wonder what that is. What like in comparison to like the cost of the electricity that it takes, you know, to quote, fill it up, you know? So maybe that is in comparison, who knows, but that's a pretty large number. And in terms of performance, zero to 60 in 20 seconds. And that's when it's got, you know, it's fully loaded with all of the materials and stuff in the back. And then it claims a two-year payback period, which seems wild to me. Considering like solar arrays are like, what, eight to 10 years, depending on where you are. Could be a little bit longer, could be shorter. Yeah, grid ties somewhere between seven and 10, depending on how much utility yeah. you have. Mm-hmm. So a payback period of two years, I guess maybe because they're used, you know, like 24 hours a day. Like as a semi truck, it's just constantly being driven. You have to think about look. Ima- imagine the amount of salary and insurance. Well, I, I don't want to throw insurance in there just yet. I think insurance costs will probably follow later. But the immediate overhead you're saving is you're not paying a driver that also has to stop every like 11 hours and take naps. You know, and then imagine you know, they're probably factoring in efficiency, right? Because mm-hmm. it just goes and goes and goes unless it needs to stop to recharge or it happens to have a mechanical failure um i know there's there's uh there's a another podcast out there i don't know the dude's name supposed to be some famous comedian or whatever but he uh i guess he's kind of popular um he he interviewed uh andrew yang who was trying to uh uh pitch these trucks to truckers and he was saying that that Part of part of his spiel or what he learned about it is that what Tesla's goal is is they're thinking they're only going to have like one engineer to remotely monitor, say like four or five of these that'll daisy chain behind each other in one lane on a highway. So if you can imagine like five Tesla trucks unmanned, being you know they're driving autonomously, with really one person just kind of monitoring the system controls and whatever else they need to monitor, imagine how much of an impact that would have on like just logistics in the U S for example. I wonder how that works considering like they all take their own routes, you know, like one's driving, like obviously they they can go a long distance, like on the highway if they're like going cross country or going to another state or something. But I just wonder like what happens when they like, take an exit and then they're just like okay peace out i've got to go over here and then they keep going to a different place it could be autonomous it could you know maybe another engineer takes over that one lone vehicle and then there's one monitoring the daisy chain that's on the highway because you imagine these these trucks 
a lot of them are exiting the highway too now, like just to hit a truck stop, for example, which mm -hmm. they're not going to need to do that anymore. And, yeah. you know, it, it, and if they are just changing highways, you just, you enter a new daisy chain of trucks on that highway. Like, like I'm envisioning this like much more sophisticated and efficient logistics route throughout the U S where we're just going to see almost like train length autonomous semi trucks on the highway, just cruising along in their own lane. That's, 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 I'm sure eventually they would have their own lane yeah, or yeah, like, but it would just, or just yeah. for now taking up the, you know, slow lane or whatever, but yeah, eventually it's just like, this is the Tesla lane. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or the, yeah, the hyperloop. <laughs> like I imagine well after our lifetime, it's just going to be like the hyperloop for trucks and we won't even see them. Oh, They'll just yeah. be underground. Oh yeah. There's going to be <laughs> Tesla subway, but it's just, just for shipping goods. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it'll be gosh it'll be a 10 trillion dollar company by then oh yeah and my point zero zero one share of it is is gonna blow up and be freaking rich well, yeah. yeah you might be able to afford a tesla by then oh that's what i'm hoping <laughs> my 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 thoughts are like or my the things i would would wonder about because i do is how long would it take to recharge because on like a standard Tesla, just like a regular car, it takes like several hours, doesn't it, to, to recharge that battery unless it's like in a supercharger. And then how how often would you have to change the batteries? Because we know like with a lithium battery, if you are constantly just depleting it, obviously the life cycle is going to lower if you're just going from 100 to zero constantly. So I just wonder how long those batteries would last in there and how long it takes to charge who knows do you know ryan i think along with all this is the infrastructure is gonna have to be put in place like the way i imagine this starting right is these semis are just going to be going from distribution facility to distribution facility right like they're not going to be at first actually going to individual grocery stores, right? Like the, these are trucks designed to get stuff efficiently between between larger distribution facilities where then they will go to, you know, manned drivers, you know. So at least at first, I know eventually like this will expand into, into more, but, and, and then along those major routes, you're going to have to have uh, a new charging capacity meant for trucks that is going to be at a much higher rate of charging so they'll be able to do much more you know be able to charge the vehicle much more quickly than the, the standard like you know few hours that it takes or whatever um that that would be my that'd be my guess as as mm -hmm. the way that's going to have to happen um and then in terms of the batteries like i mean even if you get a I don't see why um, you could you could still see even like twenty four seven use out of these things, even if you got three or four years out of a bank. Like that's still the amount of miles. That's it's pretty tremendous, you know. So. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan. When I when I first got like lithium one hundred one years ago i was told that essentially you could put as many amps as the capacity of the battery so if it was like 
a hundred amp battery, like if it's rated at a hundred amp hours at 20 hours or whatever that you could, you could in amps, I don't know what that equates to off the top of my head of, of like a standard, like battery charger, but you could throw a hundred amps at it and it would charge at that rate fully charged up to an hour. So like it would take, if, if it's a hundred amp hour battery and you could have had a charger that had the capability of, of, of charging it at a hundred amps, it would take one hour to get it from zero to float charge. Is that your understanding or is, or is that, did I? No, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I know that lithium um, as a general rule can, can handle faster charging more efficiently than say lead acid batteries can much more efficiently. Um, but I wouldn't say that that amp hour um, comparison. Right. Yeah, right. because it didn't, yeah, I, I remember questioning that, but I was like, I'm never going to be charging these at that rate anyway, so I don't care. I just it's something yeah. that's stuck in my head. And I, I would say like all of these batteries are going to have you know maximum charge rates. Like that's really what you should follow is is looking at the the specification sheet and making sure you're not exceeding that. And I would say you know a lot of these probably could take higher rates but with lithium batteries there's there's always that extra little precaution on you know trying to avoid thermal runaway and and these things you know catching fire you can mess around so, and equalize them and then screw the whole bank up yeah i mean it they are getting safer and safer with with battery management systems built into them so it's like very 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 small chance of you know, any issues coming along, but, you know, lithium still, there, there's still some concern on the safety. And so that's why they're going to, they're going to make sure that those posted rates of charge are lower than, you know, than what maybe what they're actually, actually capable, capable of and in order to avoid uh, to make them problems. dummy proof or like I say, Jonathan proof. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yes. That's so freaking rude. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I was just being, I was just be over here being quiet and respectful. I just had to wake you up. <laughs> <laughs> you see me pass out over here. Like somebody's got to lead this podcast. <laughs> It's, it's as soon as as soon as I t- start talking, everybody just starts falling asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem. Right? If anybody's driving your car, <laughs> and it's not a Tesla. <laughs> so uh, let's switch gears a little bit here. Let's jump over to what the folks came for. Okay, let's talk about power walls. But before we give the people what they want in terms of off-grid, let's talk a little bit about grid-tied. Keneally, stop it. What? So, stop, stop making noise over there. Oh, it's my mini-fridge. I got it specifically for the podcast room. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, okay, so the grid-tied Powerwall. It's, we just at Prometheus just uh, signed on with, with Tesla not too long ago to actually be able to sell and install these things, which is pretty darn cool. Um, so we're just moving on up in the world and what some, some of the interesting things about this, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, um, the power wall is able to detect grid outages and automatically becomes like the main energy source for your home. 
correct? That is correct. Yes, they all Genius. all have the capability to provide backup power. Did Perfect. you did you not attend the trainings, Jonathan? No, okay. no, I did not. I thought so because yeah. that was the very first um, thing they showed. Well, here's the next thing. Here's my next question: Is it, even if you don't have a solar array, you can still have the Tesla Powerwall as battery backup? Is that yes. true? There it that is. is. Correct. All you people listening, you don't even need to have solar on your roof. You can have a Tesla Powerwall for backup. And then the other thing that I saw in a video that I watched in one, I did the sales training. That's the one I did. Um, was that the the Powerwall has this thing, the time based control, where you're actually it, it pays attention to how much you're spending, I guess, or how what the rates are in for your utility company, and then it adjust based on the peak times of day so if it's more expensive during the day it kind of learns that and then it turns on during those times of the day to help reduce your costs of your electricity and then when electricity from the utility is cheaper it'll turn off so you start pulling power from the grid again is that correct that is that is its main purpose the i'm power so smart wall. nice it's, and then you yeah, can monitor it all from your phone. So if you're into that kind of stuff. So it yeah. does all that kind of stuff. That battery backup help you reduce your costs. And you don't need solar. But if you do have solar already, and it, does, it doesn't matter what the brand is of, of, of like microinverters or anything like that, you can still have the Powerwall and pair it with this. And so that's, that's nice for everybody that has existing systems. Um, and then in terms of off-grid, this is something newer that Tesla's doing, right? Like they haven't been doing the off-grid version of this. I don't, I don't know how different it is from the grid tide. Can you tell us, Ryan, how different it is from what they've been doing this whole time, if at all? So um, I, I think in terms of the hardware, it's going to be the same. Um, and just like full disclosure, they... There is no off-grid version of the Tesla Powerwall today. Mm -hmm. But um, when we were doing our training, I was told that, you know, they're hoping to do a software release um, that will allow it to be used off-grid, and that's within a couple of months. So if they say it's a couple months, you know, we might expect it by, you know, January some sometime in the spring is what I would what I would guess mm -hmm. um, so yeah yeah and yeah. I remember so. I remember uh, probing them a little bit about that during the training and and it's essentially like it's gonna be it's gonna have less functionality because it's unnecessary because there's no grid to monitor like the gateway should be less expensive there should be a cost savings to it as well which is should be interesting to those looking to live off grid more than temporarily. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to guarantee. I, I don't that. know. It just it sounds. You yeah. know, it's that's not a guarantee. Don't don't hold us to the fire when it does eventually come out. But um, <laughs> there is. I know that there's less components to it. And then, like real real quick, I, I wanted to say, um, I don't know if you're able to find the video on YouTube um, that we were able to see during the training, but like. Just to go back to it taking over, like when it notices the grid go down in friggin' like milliseconds. I don't know if I could. Yeah, it was like 
the power didn't even like the lights didn't even flicker. I was looking. It was just, yeah, I couldn't find it. I watched the video twice in in two trainings, and I I was looking dead at those screens. I I didn't even see anything. Nothing. Yeah, Amazing. I think the guy in the video was like, you honestly probably wouldn't even know that the power went out, except for the fact that it'll send you a notification on your phone saying, hey, the power wall has kicked on because the grid went down. But like, other than that, you don't know that the that the grid is down temporarily. So that's that's kind of crazy. Like you would have to look outside and be like, oh, we're the only ones with power. Go look at my neighbors over there sucking as always. Do you have neighbors with the last name Smith, Keneally? I don't. I just figured there's got to be at least one Smith listening to this podcast. Like, (laughs) they're like, oh my God, I have to get a Powerwall now (laughs) from Prometheus Solar in Flagstaff, Arizona. Crazy. (laughs) So here's a question for you. Can can the power wall work with other batteries? So like I said, it works with like microinverters and inverters, all that kind of stuff, like no matter the brand. But if somebody has a, a, a off-grid system with batteries already, can it work with that? Is that an issue? Well, they, they would basically be independent systems, I guess. And um, yeah, I, I don't see any reason why it couldn't. It just... Um, might not give you like the functionality you're really thinking that it might um yeah you could pair it with uh you know say you've got a schneider electric battery based inverter you would pair this on its output it would be able to charge the tesla's battery and you would be able to use that tesla energy you know just like it were connected to the grid so yeah i mean yes you you certainly could i mean it could be paired with just about anything that's the nice the the nice thing about it it's going to be you know if it's tesla it's going to be the most advanced thing and it's going to be super easy to use yeah what the what it reminds me of of something that we actually sell on shopoffgrid.com is the humless systems so like the universal, the universal 10, universal 20, all that kind of stuff, all of, uh, all of the systems that they sell, like these universal systems specifically, they say this can work with whatever system you've already got. So it doesn't matter, like you said, what the brand is, like it could be Schneider, it could be Outback, whatever, it, it'll work just fine with any of these. And they can, it can also be a grid tied system. It could also be an off grid system. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter your application. Doesn't matter what you've already got. It it works with all of that, and so I think that's the thing that it that it reminds me of the most that we actually do sell is the same kind of thing of like lithium batteries, um, this big box that just comes with everything you need, and you just you can actually monitor it from from your phone, kicks on when the grid goes down, all that kind of stuff. Now the only thing I don't know is is how fast it it is able to detect the grid going down and if you have to manually do anything with it um i imagine probably not that they would they would probably set it up so it doesn't do that um but yeah i we do sell that <laughs> yeah i can guarantee you it's it's gonna act the same way as the tesla does you think it'd be it's, just as fast instant, yeah it's instantaneous i mean it's the same thing with any of these systems uh, outback 
Schneider. Um, I, I just can't imagine. I don't have any direct experience with that, that homeless unit you're talking about, but, um, I I would imagine it's going to be instantaneous. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't even notice it. Yeah. So what about, so say somebody has a Tesla Powerwall and they also have a standby generator. Do standby generators automatically, they automatically come on, right? So would, how would that work? Would it be like the Tesla's like, chill, I got this generator. And if I go out, sure, you can come on. Is that, is that what would happen? So, so yeah, I mean, what the way it would, the way I would see this being designed is you'd have a Tesla power wall and then you have the backup generator, right? And if you don't have solar, uh, the power wall is providing power to the home until, uh, so let's say you have a grid outage, the power wall supplies power until the batteries are depleted. Then the generator would kick on. It would recharge, it would provide power, um, to the home and recharge the power wall during that process. And then once the batteries are recharged again, generator shuts off and the, and the power wall continues on. So, um, you know, and that's where like the off grid functionality really is going to, you know, that's still needs to be built into their software to be able to turn a generator on and off automatically based Mm -hmm. on its state of charge and and what is needed. Um, that's really the only, the only piece of the power wall that I can see, um, that really needs software updating. So to, to be able to run off grid efficiently. Yeah. And just like I said, we do have standby generators on shopoffgrid.com. And I think I think the smallest one is what 8.5 kilowatt and the largest is 14. Um, and those are those are all champion standby generators. Um, so I mean if you need one of those, hit up shopoffgrid.com and you can get one while you're waiting on your Tesla power wall to show up because <laughs> that's gonna come a lot faster. <laughs> uh let's see so in terms of so yeah we talked about batteries are are able to work together um and i guess one one little thing it's not necessarily related to to tesla exactly but we've talked about a little bit in the past is inverters um of in micro inverter versus a large inverter and I'm guessing I, I want a, I want a little explanation of, of what might be better for the customer and if that has any impact on the Tesla Powerwall at all um, and what impact it has on a system, oh, like a grid-tied system. I know one thing. I know Tesla, when they're making their demo videos, they really like string inverters. That was in every single one. Do they? Yeah. And I asked, I asked that exact question um, in one of the trainings I was in. And uh, and I, if I remember correctly, the answer was uh, was kind of one of those uh, like yeah I don't I don't really know it must have been a marketing thing I don't not sure why we did that so so the they, the answer for me is I don't know what's up Ryan tell us <laughs> um, the answer the, based on everything I've learned in the trainings and it really doesn't matter you know whatever is best 
for your home in terms of shading and that kind of thing for deciding on versus like going with micro inverters instead of a string inverter. I, I don't think it really matters much. Cool. Um, I mean, generally speaking, I would would imagine a lot of people have come to the conclusion that is from a cost perspective, micro inverters, at least right now, uh, tend to, to, they're they're more cost effective for both the, the company installing them and then the customer in most situations there's there's a few outliers there but from uh from the uh the work that i did on that it seems like most people tend to to go towards micro inverters i feel yeah. like in general it'd be a good idea to get micro inverters because if like something happens it's 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 concentrated to like one panel you know like this this panel is is struggling because of this micro inverter instead of like oh, my inverter is acting up. What's the issue? It's like, and then we actually, like when we use like in-phase inverters, micro-inverters, it tells us like this specific panel is under-producing or these, this chain of them. So So string string inverter do, like string, like SolarEdge does the same thing, but you have to, in addition to the inverter, buy optimizers per each panel. I mean, I guess technically you don't have to, but you're not going to, you're not going to get that you know, notification one, like X panels going bad. And then it also controls like each cell. So like if shading is hitting one cell, it's not going to shut the whole panel. So you, you can at least get partial production from it. So, I mean, you're still buying parts that are not much smaller than micro inverters, even with, with like a solar edge, for example. Yeah. Yep. 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 One last thing while on, while we're talking about Tesla is Tesla solar panels, like the the Tesla roof, you know, talking or the yeah. the shingles yeah, the looking solar, thing. What do they call it? The solar roof. Yeah, solar roof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine it's very efficient. Like I feel like you would have to fill your entire roof, even if you know, obviously half your roof is facing the wrong way. Like I feel like you'd have to fill up the whole thing. Yeah, it, it's it's um its purpose is not to be the most efficient it's its purpose is to provide solar and look like a normal roof so um, but you know most people will do their entire roof um, and that means some some of the time you know they're they're not actually facing south they're going to be facing north and mm-hmm. they're going to have shading in certain areas and um, you know i think that um, you're not you're not getting a, a solar roof because it's the most because you're trying to save money (laughs) yeah yeah well um i mean with with tesla they're they're trying to get the 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 price of that down and and eventually that i think that will make more sense um from a price standpoint but as it stands right now you just you want solar and you don't want it to look like solar panels yeah so i mean i think solar panels look cool whatever you're into there's little things that people put on them to like try and make it look pretty like little guards and that kind of stuff to cover up wiring or anything like that. But you know, it just, whatever you're, whatever you're into. Um, so I guess the question that we've, we've tried to answer for you today is can you be off grid and, and do like have Tesla and all that kind of stuff. Tesla Powerwall is, is being released soon uh, in terms of doing it more off grid and having specific to off grid capabilities. Um, and then we've talked about it a little bit in the past of like te- Tesla off grid in terms of like your vehicle, and it's not a great idea. 
<laughs> just yeah. because the amount of power that it takes to charge that thing up. Because like I said, it's like 52 kilowatts and 75 kilowatts, something like that. It's like that's so much power to have to uh, constantly re like to recharge. Uh, so much battery to recharge. So probably not the best idea unless you know you're a billionaire. So I mean, if you're Elon Musk, you can have an off-grid house <laughs> and have all the vehicles you want, all the Teslas you want. So whatever, whatever you're into. Yeah. If he wants I to was, donate, uh, it's cool too. I'd really like to. <laughs> we need to figure out how many views we need to get so we can get Elon on here and then find a topic that he and Ryan can argue about, and we can fi- we'll figure out <laughs> who's smarter. Oh, that's. Yeah, I'm not even close. No, Are you kidding me? Are you on. saying that you're way ahead, Ryan? Ryan? I like the I confidence. Ryan. I'm team Ryan as well. No, There's a, no, no, no definitely not. Close to your lead. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Um, I, I just wanted to say, I just, so, so for people, for someone listening that is like, okay, I live off grid and I hate my current system and I really want to do a power wall. So, just to explain like how that would work, like what you would need, you'd need a power wall, which basically has an inverter and batteries built into it, right? And that's going to give you five kilowatts of power available and 13 and a half kilowatt hours of actual battery storage if you just got one unit. So that may or may not be enough for you. It just depends on what your usage looks like. But you're also going to need some sort of uh, way to charge that. Um, and so that's going to be a solar panel and an additional inverter, like a grid tied inverter that's going to sync up with the Tesla power wall. So you can't just buy a, pe- a power wall and solar panels because the solar panels are not able to just charge the power wall directly. You're going to need an additional inverter and that could either be micro inverters or it could be a string inverter. So if you're going to just have a few few panels, it's going to make sense for you to do microinverters on those. Um, and then again, you're still going to need that backup generator, right? And so that's where the software piece um, is is missing uh, from from Tesla, where they are going to pro you know need to program it to start a generator whenever the the battery capacity gets low. So. Yeah. Just and wanted to kind of clarify that for people. Cool. And there's like a, a it's called the gateway, right? That like extra piece of equipment that comes with that you have to have with the power wall. So yes. like when you if if you're going to your to a solar company like Prometheus and you say I want to do a a, a Tesla power wall, it, just like keep in mind that it's not just the power wall that you're getting and that you'll be buying. It's a power wall and the gateway which obviously adds to the price of whatever you found on Google of, of what a power wall costs. So just keep that in mind. And it's not like a blind cost. It's like a piece of equipment that Tesla pairs with it so that you can actually use the system. And speaking of so. cost, if you happen to live in or around the state of Arizona, we, for a limited time, are going to be selling that gateway along with the power wall at our cost. Mm-hmm. Just so you're aware. At Prometheus <laughs> cost, not at yeah. off-grid pros. Not at off-grid pros. <laughs> not at off-grid pros. <laughs> if you call off-grid pros, 
you're, you're, we're going to say what? You're, you're, <laughs> you're not going to like the price. But if you call, yes, if you call Prometheus Solar, if you happen to live in Arizona, we, we are selling them for a limited time at our cost. One power wall, fully installed, parts, labor, everything, is just under $10,000. Nine, 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 nine. I don't know how many nines. Whatever nine. I think were. you just said it was ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Like, whatever nines equal. <laughs> That's our you know, cost. One penny under ten thousand. <laughs> was that nine 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 point nine nine? Six. Be six. There you go. Six nines. All right. Yeah. Six nines six and a dime. All right. It is time for our bonus fact. What? We've never had one of these. Uh-huh. I came up with <laughs> several episodes ago. Liar. I thought I'd mix it up a bit. You know. Give the people what they want. You know, they love the facts. So here, here's a good one. It's about the, it's about the, the Tesla vehicle. Uh, a full recharge to about the 250-mile range, you know, the standard of like the, the Model uh, 3, is approximately $22. And, of course, this is an approximation. So don't get upset because it wasn't exactly $22. It's going to be different based on your utility company. It's going to be different based on when you like are charging. You know, if you're charging at peak times, you're going to pay more, but all that kind of stuff. But approximately $22. And I think I filled up my car the other day. It was like 29 So the savings rolling on in, $7 worth. Yeah, right there. So that's more than like if you bought it you know, cheap at like Costco or something. There, there's also, so. I'm trying to think back to the, one of those trainings we did, Ryan. Um, there's like a setting on the power wall that will, that will focus, say, if you have a solar, like grid tied solar system, it'll focus the solar to charge your Tesla. Right. It will, uh, it focuses all that energy to charges the Tesla first before uh, feeding to the house. It does. Ha- it yes. has that ability. Yeah. Yeah, it has that capability. Yeah. So sure. like you could actually bring that $22 down to effectively zero if you time it right. Yeah, I mean... The, but then you'd be spending more on your own electricity for your home. I mean, can't the, yeah, Tesla, yeah, can't the power wall just uh, let the... Can't, can it just hook up the home with a little bit of power in that time? I feel like... The, yeah, I mean, it can do... It can do... It can manage that. It can basically power the the house and then anything excess goes to charging the vehicle so that you're using all of your solar power directly versus selling it to your neighbors essentially so like it might take a little longer to charge but instead of backfeeding to the grid it'll just go to your tesla first before backfeeding yeah yes that's right i remember remember now i remember that that being one of the the more interesting things that i learned about it it's essentially like a brain yeah. for your house it's you know, i don't know if you jonathan you might be too young but back in like the the 80s and early 90s when jonathan was walking around and- i love the 80s it was you my favorite time you even know anything about it <laughs> Man. anyway what what a time it was you back remember, when i was in college you remember those like smart homes ryan like like the smart homes where everything was a robot essentially and and yes. now realistically like a smart home is just that little power wall sitting in your garage it kind of runs everything. Can't mm-hmm. wait till it can clean my freaking room. It's dog hair. It's disgusting. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we should talk about dogs well, and off-grid living. That's what we should talk about. That's, that's yeah. We'll talk about pets. Yeah. 
Is that ne- next week? Next Pup- week? Puppies and off-grid. Yeah. Everybody loves puppies. Okay. Off-grid puppies. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, uh, that's all we've got for you today. Uh, be sure to tune in next week when we talk about puppies. If you don't know already, we do a, uh, we do this podcast. It's released every Tuesday. Um, like I said at the very beginning, go and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Even if you're listening to this on Spotify or Google Podcasts, yeah, you that one person listening to every minute on Google Podcasts, go to Apple Podcasts, rate it five stars, tell us how much you love it, and then immediately go to shopoffgrid.com buy a off-grid pros t-shirt because they're there we've also got some other off-grid stuff like a mug and all that buy some of that stuff buy a standby generator because you need it in case great goes down for whatever reason solar panels get some solar panels we've got literally everything just just go on there and, and and you know go on a little shopping spree to treat yourself um forget about amazon we've got it all so Thanks again so much for, for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. If you have any suggestions for future podcast episodes, any questions about any of the products we do offer, feel free to shoot us an email at info at shopoffgrid.com. Thanks again, and we will catch you next time.